Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. First off, if you haven't left a review already, please go to the podcast Straight app, to the plus. go to Spotify and leave us a five star for the boys. Thank you all for that. Also, if you're listening to the pod, you need to hop on over to YouTube because there's a new rock on the table mm. and it's not Chase and mm. it's not Costas mm. oh. and it's not me, but what is it? Oh, this thing? Yeah. My point and shoot? Oh, it looks heavy, dude. Your pea shooter. Yeah. yeah, my pea shooter. It's pretty small. Is that technically a Dizzler? I guess not, huh? <laughs> I don't think I so. I don't think Leica, if it's Leica, it's not a Dizzler. Yeah, it's not a Dizzler. It might look like Tell one, us what but... you bought. Okay, so I got a Leica. I got a Leica Q2, mm. and ladies and gentlemen, this has been a camera. This is a camera that I've been wanting to buy for two to three years, like for a really long time. As soon as I found out about what Leicas are, I really just wanted one, but they're really expensive, and I could never really afford mm. one. But your boy's been grinding. Had there you a go. good last few months. There you go. Come Decided on. to treat myself. Yeah, dude. And, and it's you, a dude. It's a business write-off. Yeah, so I it's mean, like free. the con, the photos you took at that Odessa concert were fucking insane. Dude. I went that to Odessa. So oh, dude, you mean, oh, you mean all three of us did? Oh. Oh, oh, all three rocks were at Odessa. Come on, <laughs> oh, dude. When I'm not shooting concerts, I'm still shooting. Concerts. Yeah, I was <laughs> thinking. What? I was like, he just wants Thanks. to work on his off day. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, that was so fun. It's funny because a big reason why I got this camera is because it's really lightweight and it's great for just an everyday carry mm-hmm. kind of camera. It's also got a fixed lens. So when you go into concerts, they don't typically allow you to bring a camera in if you can change the lenses. Right. But if it's a fixed lens, the girl was kind of giving me a hard time in security. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, 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 it's like super wide. Like it's just a little small point shoot. Mm-hmm. They don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, or she asked, can you change the lens? I go, no, it's just a fixed lens. She's like, all right, you can bring it in. Bada boom. And um, it's- You chefed. Dude, oh, it's yeah, totally yeah. chef. I think I'm gonna get one of the photos printed. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, because they're fucking awesome. Some of those were just insane. Yeah. I don't even remember you taking them. I guess I was. I mean, we were kind of moving yeah. and shaking. But I, I when did you? Dude, I don't just, even remember. You know? Just sleight of hand oh, pro. Yeah, uh, but it just looks different, and that's the yeah, whole thing does. with the Leica is similar to how like a Red or an Ari mm-hmm. um, cinema camera colors just look different. It's, it's really hard to explain to. A person you really just have to see the image and that's how i feel about leica is the reason why they're so expensive is because how they're made and, and the image that they produce is just it's on like another level and and i also so i took it to the odessa concert got some photos they were amazing um took it out on a boat on friday and just like golden hour hit and the way that these photos turn out is just mm-hmm. it looks great it's, mm-hmm. you can't explain mm-hmm. it you just got to see it in person i will say the the process of shooting with the camera is definitely a little bit slower i'm mm-hmm. used to coming from a sony where super quick and easy to change the iso change right. the aperture whatever settings it's very easy to change and uh autofocus is super fast and snappy it's just a much slower process of shooting on a camera like this but you do it because you're not going to be I'm, this is not a workhorse kind of camera. I'm not going right. to be shooting the concerts for a lot of luxury for this. I'm not going to be doing like professional work with it. It's more of an everyday kind of camera for travel, for fun, for friends, going out on a boat, going out to lunch, mm. whatever it may be. Um, and that's really the reason I got it. I was telling Chase this. I don't know if I was telling you, but when I travel and you bring a big camera, one, it's like heavy and you feel it on your like shoulder. Even if you have a shoulder, even if you have a shoulder strap, it's still just like it's not a, a you'd, burden. You think it wouldn't be such a big deal for a guy that's just you know just massive, yeah, just massive, just uh, hitting the gym constantly. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, let me ask you though: Do you think that this camera would like help your personal brand? 
Or do you think it's going to mm. kind of go down from your personal brand? Is this aligned with what you're going with? I think I'm maybe pivoting a little bit in my oh. personal brand mm. or maybe just creating a separate branch, a new branch, oh. you know, because I, I got my personal brand for like the photo video stuff with the music stuff and, mm-hmm. and the TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. bro, I kind of I want to start shooting more photos that are like I'm shooting with the intention of either capturing a memory that's just like super wholesome or like with the intention of printing this out lifestyle like yeah yeah. trying to be like life of riley Mm, sure and he has a like us i had to get one right obviously yeah um and which is someone who i mean not to like totally spoil has a fucking awesome personal brand his personal brand is like travel to cool little places in italy and race cars and do stunts and take photos on a Leica, which is a great brand to have. If you listen to our podcast episode of our favorite creators, he was one of them. Mm. If you haven't checked out his work, it's amazing. Hopefully we have him on the podcast one day. Absolutely. So let's get into it. Let's get into personal branding because that's uh, really important. I feel like we keep realizing how important it is more and more and more Mm. and more the further we get along on this fucking journey. It's also something that I didn't, I thought I kind of knew about when I was first starting out, but then looking back at how I uh, kind of handled myself and what I was posting on social mm-hmm. and how my website looked or whatever it may be. However, I how I carried myself, I was like, I don't really have a personal brand. Right. And I think that if I was to have a better personal brand when I was first starting out, I probably would have gotten more deals and been a little bit farther along on my on my journey. Yeah, so we're going to help you out do that right now. Yeah. It's going to be a great time. On, I mean, too, you got to think about it. People buy from brands where they feel like totally. they, know who, they know who's behind it, right. you know? I bought a Tesla. We're good, good, right. good friend Elon. You know, right. I kind of know. I feel like he's done a good job at like making his personal brand very big, very known. He's also kind of taken a comedic approach. Being a billionaire, you don't really see that. Mm. You don't really see billionaires You're on like, Twitter. There's a whoopee cushion in the Tesla. Exactly. That's electric. Exactly. It's crazy. And it kind of you can see that from now his personality. It's like, oh, that makes that right. makes sense. Totally. You know? And and yeah, like Nike. Like you just know you're gonna get a good product, right? You're gonna mm. know that the cool people are wearing it. You're gonna and that's what you need to do for yourself, so that when companies are looking to hire someone, they're like, that guy. That's gonna be a good video every time, mm. right? You really just one up to me, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I bought I this like, like pretty expensive <laughs> camera. And Brian's like, yeah, well, my car is like, you know. But I got a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> you're a little biased though, because you hang out Elon all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. fair. Like, yeah. well, you're going to get a different electric car? Yeah, no. you couldn't. No, I definitely wasn't going to. I mean, think about it too. Like, there's so many examples of that. And like a big one for me, I can think of the Christian Guzman person that I really, mm-hmm. I really like his content, right? So back when I was starting, I found this guy who was a hustler. He was an entrepreneur and he was fit. And so I was like, okay, those are things that I, I want to aspire to be. I want to hustle. I want to be an entrepreneur and I definitely want to be fit and I'm not fit yet. Then he comes out with said brand. So I already like this person. Mm-hmm. I identify with the message and the things that he's putting out. So that's why I bought Alphalete. Mm-hmm. Not because I gave a fuck about Alphalete, right. but because I liked him mm-hmm. and therefore I went and bought the product. And I think that a lot of maybe people that are older can think of that with Steve Jobs with Apple, right. love this dude. They love this person's personal brand. He was this innovator. He was mm. always in front. Like we didn't really see that before. Always had a turtleneck on exactly. every time. We didn't see that before him. Uh-huh. There was like, there was his own little thing, you know? Right. And so he's pushing this innovation that this brand is the best and we are going to continue to change the future, whatever. And people are like, I'm liking this guy. I want to uh-huh. see the change in the future. Okay, let me buy into this product. And now most of America uses Apple stuff, which is crazy. Right. I'm such an Apple fan boy. Same. Like, Huge yeah. Apple fan boy. insane. And it's because of the brand. Yeah. yeah. If you see me rocking something else, just know I got paid a fat bag right. for it. What up, Samsung? <laughs> Come at me, Android. Let's see what you got. Yeah. How much money you got? 
Dude, guys, green techs are not that bad. <laughs> yeah, green green techs like money, baby. <laughs> Who uses AirDrop anyways? Okay, but we do have 10 tips for you guys that we think are the best way to grow your personal brand and to really to define what your personal brand is. Mm. So we're kind of just going to go round robin, mm. list the 10, and kind of give you some tips on how to navigate each. So Chase, you want to start us off? Yeah, hit me. Yeah, so it's really important to know what fits in your brand, what doesn't, et cetera. So you got to define your brand, right? You got to know what is it that you do? Like, what are you going to provide clients that is special to you? And what, why would they hire you versus someone else's brand, right? And so like, you need to think of something that's unique to you, original, and a marketable reason why they would want to work with you. So it's, maybe it's just like you're super friendly on set, or maybe it's that you just always get the coolest shot, or maybe it's like the transitions or et cetera, something that you do. Yeah, when I was kind of first starting out, just had graduated college, was just kind of getting into doing this professionally um, in the freelance game of photo video, a lot of times people would come up to me and be like, oh, you're a model. Mm. And, I, and it would drive me crazy. I'm like, I'm not a fucking model, mm. but I'll pose for like a brand deal for Instagram. Mm -hmm. But my personal brand was not aligned with what I did for work. Right. And and, and that's a problem. And, and that and what you wanted to get hired for, right? Exactly. So like my like good friend from high school is this kid, just floppy headed blonde hair kid that just like he got like the second DJI drone and just started flying drones. And he's like, I'm just the drone guy. And we're like, all right, dude, we all like made videos. We're like a little squad. He was always the drone guy, whatever, and then he's doing drones, and then he like dropped out of college, and he was like, fuck it, I just want to be the drone guy for, for a career. I'm like, that's crazy. All I want to do is fly drones. Then he starts to get some money, and then he makes that fucking bowling alley FPV video that like everyone in the world mm. saw for some reason, which is crazy. I mean, it's an incredible video, don't get me wrong. Um, and now he's just, is he's the fucking drone guy, dude. Like on, on the internet, he's the drone guy. And all he does is fly drones. That's all he wanted everyone to do. So it's like, have a focus and take out what doesn't serve you. If, if you're doing something that's just giving you a tiny little bit of money or like you don't like doing it, just delete it if you can and focus on the stuff that you want to be known for and that you want to be hired for. Yeah, totally. I think knowing what you aren't is yeah. just as important mm. as figuring out what is your personal brand. Totally. Because then that allows you to, yeah, disregard what you aren't, what you don't want to focus on and lean into what it is you do. Mm -hmm. And as they start to like, as people start to make money with this, I think it's very important. And Kosas has talked to us a lot about this, but like say, you know, you're starting to make money, you're starting to get brand deals and another brand comes in and they really don't align with your values. Maybe it's like alcohol, an alcohol brand and you mm -hmm. don't drink mm -hmm. or something, right? And they're like, hey, we're willing to pay you like 10 times as much as any other brand deal. And you having the power to say no keeps that integrity of your yeah. brand, you know, because yeah. you could go if, out and take it and then you just, you everything you stand yeah. for just gone. If, and if, the people trust, gone. If people follow you because you are a travel vegan influencer, right? Mm -hmm. And then they catch you with just big foga de chow, like brand deal, just eating Brazilian steaks. In like, your hometown? Yeah, in your hometown, yeah, <laughs> where you grew up, in your mom's basement. Like... It, it doesn't matter how much money you're going to get. That's going to ruin everything you mm, built. So totally. yeah, you got to focus. Logan Paul talked about this on Impulsive. He said that I believe it was like Burger King or McDonald's came mm, to him yep. and they wanted to do a brand deal. And it was for like hundreds of thousands yep. of dollars. Mm. And he turned it down because he was like, that's poison. Like I right. look at that as fast as we like, I don't eat that. So right. why would I do a brand deal and promote something that I don't truly believe in? We actually got a... Um, an offer as a podcast to do have our first like sponsorship thing from a company and it just didn't really align with what we do or what we care about or what we're trying to like help you guys with so we said no mm -hmm. yeah. which was hard i really want to say yes at first 
because I, I wanted the money. But fuck them. You're right. First tip is define your brand. Brayden, what do we got for number two? Big number two. We got we got to discover our target audience, mm-hmm. who we want to talk to, who we want to follow us along on this journey and or, or who you're going to serve, who you're going to help with the content that you put out. So like even let's use myself, for example, a lot of the stuff that I put out is helping creators, my bio, helping creators make it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, if you come here, you're going to get stuff that's motivational. You'll get stuff that maybe helps you with gear questions. You could DM me. I'm always at the end of every video saying mm. D- when I, I remember it was during the pandemic. I was trying to figure out a way. I was like, how do I get people to talk to me? Like, how do I get them to go to my Instagram from TikTok and like, let's start a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I kept seeing people like uh, there's so many different ways that people are doing. I was like, you know what? No one's saying DM me on IG with any questions. So why mm-hmm. don't I just try that and we'll see if it works. Open the door. Open the door because it, it, exactly people don't want to do that. And then I, I remember vividly one night of the pandemic, we're playing COD. It's like two in the morning. I go to my request and it's a 99 plus. I go, holy, really? holy shit, what happened? And I go to the video and I got like 10,000 views. But even the 10,000, uh, at least a hun- that's a crazy conversion to Insane. go over, right? So 100 people, more than 100 people went over and were DMing me and we were ha- it took me like weeks to go through that. But right. I did it and I think that's important because that is a part of my brand that I've tried to keep true to myself as being like, hey, the kids didn't respond to me when I started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be the person that responds to you now. Right. That's like, I've taken that upon myself. That's part of my brand. So that you, my audience is creators. Yeah, and going yeah. off of that, I think not only is it important, let's say you wanna grow your personal brand on social media is like, what target audience am I going to, to like grow the number of followers and mm-hmm. like supporters that I have? That's one side of it. The other side is also figuring out what clients you want to attract Mm. through your personal brand. So for example, if you're a wedding photographer, your branding on your website and social media is gonna look a lot different Mm. than a sports videographer. Mm -hmm. For example, a wedding, you know, photographer, videographer, much cleaner, you know, Mm. uh, maybe some cursive. Bright. Mm. Yeah, bright and White white background. Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. Sports videographer, Mm. maybe a lot more in your face. Mm effects yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah sound effects whatever it may be Pop zooms yeah contrast mm-hmm. the the, the branding is going to look a lot different so discover your target audience by figuring out who it is you want to attract whether it's followers or clients that you want to work with totally all right what's next Kosti? give me one become an expert Ooh, that's number three okay and i think that's important because you want to learn everything you can about your craft because people want to work with experts in their fields and you might just be starting out and say hey like you know maybe i'm not the best photographer or videographer yet but a way that you can kind of get around that is by studying your ass off and like watching youtube videos and learning as much as you can about said specific field or niche that you're wanting to focus on Uh, because you know if you're talking to a client and they're asking you certain questions you want to have answers to those questions becoming an expert in your field is super important when building a personal brand. I remember when I was with this this agency and they were like, we want to like buy a kit. And I like was kind of junior then and they were like, you know a shit ton about cameras. Like, and then it became a really valuable skill to them that I just knew a shit ton about cameras. So like becoming an expert in like all the things that you care about, right? Like if you are a drone guy, say just to go back to that example, you need to know like all the drones and you need to know how they fly and how they fly differently, et cetera. Because people are going to ask you and sometimes if you say in that example, you come on set, and like the production company is like, we use this drone and you got to know, you got to be an expert on that drone too. And even if it's not the drone that you use, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I, I think a saying that I remember from back in the day, back in the wrestling days, this coach would be like, you know, if you want to be a state champ, how do you be a state champ? 
How do you get to the top of the mountain? You ask the man that goes there every day. Mm. So you go look at if you want to become the next, you know, big fitness star. Okay. What did, what did the best fitness people do? How often do they post? What was the frequency of the posts on mm. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, whatever? And you can kind of start to analyze. You can kind of basically reverse engineer how they did said thing by just going and look. I think Gary V talks about this a lot. He's like, don't listen to what I say. Look at what I do. Because mm. that'll tell you what's going on. And like his free. He, OK, he just said the other day, he's like, I'm not posting as much on X platform. I'm posting on this platform. You can just look at what he's doing. Right. Be like, Oh, he's not posting on Instagram nine times a day anymore. Why is he doing that? Where is that output going now? And you can kind of just start to feel and get an idea of like, oh, OK, so he has a huge, you know, 30 person team behind him. But on a small scale, what can mm -hmm. I do? that'll actually let me get to point B, you know? Well, and that fucker David Dobrik, who is an expert about social media, mm -hmm. started to stop posting on YouTube. And everyone's like, that's weird, right? The pandemic hit. <laughs> he's only posting on TikTok. And he just knew. He just fucking knew, dude. Because he's an expert in social media, mm -hmm. right? And that's why he gets paid so much money to do it. I will also say, being an expert and having a lot of knowledge allows you to bullshit a lot better mm -hmm. when you don't know the answer to mm -hmm. something. So let's say you're on set and something's going wrong or maybe you don't have the answer to something. Right. If you know what you're talking about, you can kind of navigate your way yeah. around it. F-stops, shutter speeds, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. All Leicas and yeah. Germans. No, you don't get it. You know, when the tungsten comes through the, through the diffusion, it's just, hey. it's not gonna work. Maybe you just throw out a lot of jargon. They have no idea what you're, you're talking about, but you sound so confident yeah. in what you're saying that yeah. they believe you. Yeah, yeah. Five, five, 560 Kelvin? No, 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 no. You're gonna want, you're gonna want to put that down and uh, you know, you, you give me a snack. Something like that. Next point is yeah. establish a presence. Not not build a presence. Establish who you are online and and get your shit out there, right? Because no one, if no one sees it, no one's gonna hire you. Mm -hmm. I just had drinks um, with a pretty prominent like car commercial director. He's like top dog in the field. Really fortunate to get drinks with him. And I asked him like, how did you get connected with all these big production companies? These big companies like where did you where do you get your work from and he just said it's like the reel is everything he said you send your reel they watch it if they like it you can get hired and then they like bid for you you know what i mean he's like the reel is everything so make a reel put it on your own website that again aligns with your brand like you were talking about wedding photographer sports like if you want to be like the playful guy that like is also good like maybe a yellow backdrop you know i don't know mm. call me crazy so like get your reel out there Get it, like post every all this stuff on social media, Instagram, like everywhere you can go just to like establish kind of like, this is what I'm doing. All the kids that you went to college with will see, oh, Chase, he's a video guy now or et cetera. You know what I mean? It's very important. Yeah, they'll be like, you'll never believe <laughs> this guy Chase has a yellow yeah. backdrop on his on his website. Kid's crazy. We got to fucking goofy? hire him. <laughs> is he goofy guy? <laughs> he's exactly who we want. <laughs> Most people don't post either. It's so weird. It's so like, weird. We're in this game of trying to get clients and trying to grow our brands and people are like they have this weird thing with posting and i think you got to just say like when in doubt just fucking post it dude you never post yeah. it you never, never know who's watching and you never know where your stuff is gonna come from i've gotten i got a job that i, I remember when i first went to la i had no fucking money and i got a job from a, my website that i made like over the summer um on squarespace which it was the, still to this day is the only job i ever got from my website but i still have it up there because you need it i mean i send it to like when i apply for shit but like that someone just found my website. It was for these dry bags. I actually filmed them all in Costa's oh, yeah. mom's condo. All these videos. But it was like three grand. And when you have zero dollars, that's sick, dude. I was like, I get to eat groceries for like, yeah, it was fucking awesome. So you never know where you're going to get it from. Like I've gotten Instagram DMs. All of a sudden I have like a full on big job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like never know where you're going to come from. I also think um, you guys were talking about like making reels, everything. Mm. 
if you're a photographer listening to this and you don't really do video, mm-hmm. pull your best photos and, and start building out your portfolio and something that you should do every photo shoot that you do, right? You're obviously, you take all your photos, you pull your selects, you send them to the clients. Mm-hmm. Out of those selected photos that you turn in, pick your favorites. Yeah, mm. it's It's much harder to like go back through terabytes of footage on your old hard drives and try to find your best shots whatever years later so keep it organized Mm -hmm. like every time you do a new shoot pick your favorite stuff and like put it in a folder so it's easy to find when you are building your website and don't pick the don't just pick the your favorites because they're the client's favorites because when you pick your own favorites that's when you're making your personal brand right because those are that's your taste that's like your favorite shit the client can do whatever they want if you turn in a video Mm -hmm. to a client Mm -hmm. and they made some changes that you don't Mm -hmm. really love they went a different direction you can make your own version. Director's your cut, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, do it, I do it all the time. Almost every time. So many times. If I'm going to post something on my portfolio so often, I'm like, this is V12 that they wanted. Yeah, too many rounds, I know. But I really like V6 a lot. And I, that's one's going to go on my website. And that's okay. Do that. To build and grow our presence, we got to post. And we, we said that you do need to post. And if you guys want, we'll do a whole episode on how to actually grow your social platforms. Mm-hmm. But you got to DM us. You got to leave a rating, by the way. So if you haven't done that in the beginning, go leave a rating for the love of God. Come on, come on. Thank you. And this is the thing, though. I think that even tell me if what do you think about this? Because you, you you photograph things, you know, I think photographers should learn basic video mm-hmm. because all of the platforms are video first. And I think to truly get the most out of your work, if I was a photographer, that's what I would do. So smart. So that's why I'm telling people if I was a photo guy, I would look at all the platforms and be like, well, they're not for me right now, unless right. you're on B real and you're not there. Right. Okay? Not. So you need to, I think, learn very basic video editing skills to be able to showcase your work. I think it would only make you guys more money and broaden out the clients that can see your shit. Right. You know, that'll help you do that fucking Evan Naka shit where you're filming yourself about to take the shot. Yeah. And then and then you take the shot. Oh, yeah. we got that's another video. Clip, totally. And then you show the shot. And now you got all these TikToks. You drive them to port. And you don't need to be the next like crazy videographer. You literally just need to learn how to cut. That's it. Mm-hmm. You just literally need to see. That's it, guys. That's mm-hmm. all you got to know and figure see out how to ex- figure out how to export a video. Yeah. Google it, and you will be set. Seriously, yeah. you have to figure out how to edit a video in a way to showcase your photography. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I follow a lot of photographers on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. ironically enough, and also like Instagram, obviously. But on Twitter, you hear a lot of people, and on Instagram as well. But you hear a lot of photographers complaining about how you know, the algorithm's changing and how everything is like video centric now and focus on video and and photos getting left in the dust. And I agree, it sucks. It's just not great for photographers. Mm -hmm. I understand. The thing is like, it is what it is. Yeah, lots of bitching, no action. Right. (laughs) Seriously, what he tells his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you gotta just... (laughs) You gotta take take control of the situation, please. Definitely don't do that to yeah. your girlfriend who went poorly. I can tell you that she will be an ex. But um, speaking of just learning, learning how to cut, learning the basics, uh-huh. learning how to use C. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the three C's of branding. Oh, oh god, yeah, yeah, I don't know if we've had a better transition on the podcast. Um, okay, yeah, I'll take this one. Sure, <laughs> yeah, take, take um, the first one for me. The first one is clarity. Right, ensure that what you're doing is is clear to your audience, to the clients that like, it's obvious that it's not mushy. It's like, I am the guy that shoots awesome lifestyle, right? People should know what they're getting from you beforehand. They should know this is the guy that shoots the shit. That's so fair. For example, you look at some of these super talented people on Mm -hmm. social media, right? They get hired. I'll take an example. 
you get Matt Como, mm-hmm. right, to film a video, mm-hmm. or you hire him to film a video, you know exactly what you're gonna get beforehand. Totally. Before you hire him, you like have something to expect. So I think you should take that into account when you're creating your videos and stuff for a client. Like they should know and have an idea of what to expect when they get the final product. Dude, for a while, so I made, I edited this video for um, like Kyrie's shoe release and they had all these like transitions or whatever. And for like a year, I got freelance editing jobs. They were just do the, that's all we, like so many actually, like a lot. That was huge for me, but it was just like, it's funny. I just became the guy that did like the weird transition things. Like, and I still use them sometimes, but I'm trying not to, whatever. Second one is consistency. If you're going to have a clarity, you can't have it unless you have consistency. Because if you make one video and that's what you want to be doing, and then you post something totally different, you're not being clear or consistent. If you make one video that's like a cool style that really jives with who you are, make a lot more and post a lot more. And then all of a sudden you are consistent and people know what they're going to get. So like, yeah, post often, update your reel once, twice a year maybe. And just like, yeah, stay on top of that shit. Someone who did this, who we had on our podcast was Danilo. Mm-hmm. I went to his website because he talked about a specific photo that he had taken of the chain smokers that he was like, this was my favorite photo mm-hmm. that I've taken, whatever. I go to his website and it was like right after he had shot an event with like Drake or something. And I was just simply impressed with the fact that like his latest work was up on his site. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Because I think a lot of times people kind of put off like oh, updating God, their yeah. updating their website or whatever. And and the thing is, if you put it off for a while, it gives you anxiety. Yeah. Like, it becomes this big task mm-hmm. of like, fuck, I haven't posted in a mm-hmm. while. Like I haven't updated my website. If you do it consistently, it doesn't become this big thing and it's easy. It's much easier to, hey, I just took like two or three new photos that I love. Let me put these on my website. As opposed to like, oh my God, I just just shot like 10 different events and I have to go through all these, pick my favorites, like upload 50 or 60 photos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people have this idea that they, I'm going to tell you to show up every day because I think that's the quickest way to get anywhere. If you literally do something every day, you'll get there a lot faster. But on the other side of it, I don't want you all to be like this guy's psycho and I feel burnt out after I've done it for a month. So you got to remember and you got to sit down and be like, what is, you know, you might have a wife, kids and you have a nursing job and you're a photographer on the side or something. Okay. So for you doing something seven days a week is not sustainable. Maybe it's three times a week. Right. So analyzing for yourself, be like, what is my consistency actually look like for me? Not for Braden, not for Kostas, not for Chase and be like, okay. Let's do this three times a week and let's stick to it for a month. You know, I think use use those 30 day blocks that we get in our month to plan out what you're going to do and then just attack. And like, I'm telling you guys lead with action and you won't, it's just going to be so much easier for you than you sitting down. Oh, I'm I'm still in the planning phase. Just fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Figure it out as you go and Mm -hmm. like learn because you you test and learn, test Mm -hmm. and learn and you'll get there one foot in front of the other a lot faster than you sitting back and be like, yeah, man, I should really should get to posting that next week when I have my plan down. Just like start going and yep. start hitting the ground. A couple of things. I was making shrimp scampi the other night. Nice. I was following this Gordon Ramsay recipe. And one of his things is like you're adding um, spice. You're adding like pepper or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And he goes, you can always add more in, but you can never take, t- you right. can never take it out. Right. So I feel like that kind of relates to photo video. Like you can always add more onto your plate, but if you put, bring too much on your plate you get anxious and like Hard. you're overwhelmed and it's right. like it's not feasible to sustain it right so i think like start with something that's manageable once mm-hmm. you get that schedule locked down and you can stay consistent with that amount of work then you can add more more on 
Kosas was telling me something about Peter McKinnon from this video before the pod. And, and Peter said this in this video like a minute ago. He was like, hey, you shouldn't go and make an announcement video. I'm going to post daily vlogs every day. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Just you don't need to post. Hey, I'm doing weekly vlogs like whatever. Just do whatever said thing you want to do. Because two things. I think when you make a promise to your fans, this is going to or your audience. This will go into our next point. Constancy. Right. Mm-hmm. What does constancy mean? Can you tell the people? Yeah. It means to build trust with your audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so constantly means to build trust with your audience. So on the other side of that, if I tell people, yo, I'm going to do something every single day and I do it once and I peace, peace out, like mm-hmm. you look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Two people are like, yo, what, what's going on with my boy here? Why isn't he posting every day? He said he was going to post mm-hmm. every day. That loses trust. Everything you do, you got to think about. I took a class in college and they were saying, this is really crazy to think about. Most people don't think about social media like this. But he was like, if someone comments on your photo, especially when you don't, you don't have millions of people following it. They studied it and people said that when they commented on your photo that felt like they were actually in person saying said mm. thing to you so when you don't respond back or you don't like the comment back it's like you just said hey what's up and i just didn't fucking mm. acknowledge you and i dipped funny so it, it builds you can build trust with people and build communication by dming people in the mm-hmm. dms or by commenting back to people i think it it's a very overlooked thing people you know, people with smaller audiences, I see that they don't comment back and they're like, oh, how do I grow my brand? I'm like, be a fucking normal person. Yeah. Why don't you comment back to the 10, the five or 10 people that gave a shit enough to comment that the thing was cool. I was like, you're just, you're making this hard on yourself by not commenting back, by not responding, mm. by not making yourself a part of the conversation. Yeah. I heard Gary V say that one time and I used to like never respond to comments. Mm. And I was like, man, what a piece of shit I am. Mm. I really felt bad. So now mm. I try my best to comment back. Going back to, to consistency, though, two things. One, Brayden said that showing up is like the whole thing. Mm. We tried to go golfing nice. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and we're like, dude, we're going to go hit the range. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the house uh, Sunday night. Let's go hit some balls. We're like not that great at golf. But like, you know, whatever. We're going to go. And we <laughs> went too late. So we couldn't rent clubs. Oh, no. So Uh-oh. we showed up. And then it had to leave. And then we went to go get ice cream. But as we were leaving, <laughs> as we were leaving, we said, you know what? 90% of success is showing up. There you, know, we, you showed the fuck first up. First day, we went to the green. We checked it out. We looked at Next it, time, maybe we had some balls. location we, scouted we, that we, shit, We checked dude. it out. Dude, we know where the clubhouse oh, yeah, is. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. We know how to get to the driving range. We, we also know, know the, the golf course coming. rental guy is. Yeah. First name basis with that guy Nice, now. nice, nice, So nice, we're, nice. Yeah, we're set. What time did you show up? Like eight. It closed at nine, though. It at nine. But well, the clubhouse sun, goes at seven. But sun sets at eight, right? Yeah. They don't really like you hit balls in the dark. But you get those glow in the dark no, balls. No, they had lights. They had oh, lights. That's bullshit, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The clubhouse closed at seven. I go, that would have yeah, been nice. really good to know, but we'll table it. And then one other point that I want to make as well, as far as consistency goes, once you figure out your brand and you're consistent with it, let's say you might get sick of it or you want to start mm. shooting something else. It's totally okay to pivot. Mm-hmm. For example, before I was doing the music stuff, I was doing... Uh, like kind of like higher end fashion, which I still kind of do, not as much. And I was doing some real estate stuff. Before that, I was doing a lot more like influencer work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've pivoted quite a bit in my career as far as like what I'm known for, um, what kind of stuff I shoot. And like, that's totally fine. Yeah, dude. I was making travel vlogs, now I'm making car stuff. Yeah. Not same. making cars, but I wish. Gym, travel, now I'm doing ads, sports. I, right. Yeah, it's well, just, I think what's cool about what only we fans, do, OnlyFans is my next thing. Have you let people know about yeah, that? Yeah, I haven't let people know. Please don't tell me. Um, <laughs> Please rate, review. <laughs> what's interesting, though, about what we do that I think is so cool is we have the ability, as long as we have the cameras, to tell a story about anything. Mm. So whether, you know, one day, 
learned a shit ton about credit cards. I could tell so many things oh God, about, credit cards. about credit cards. Okay, but I'm not going to be the credit card guy yet. But I could totally be a credit card dude like that. I could go that route. You could route. be the points guy. Could be for the sure. points fella, yeah. you know? You could we could all go travel again. Mm-hmm. We know what we know mm-hmm. how to make a video. You know what I mean? Give us a little credit card tip. Give me one. One good credit card tip? Okay, so if you open up a credit card of any kind, this is not financial advice, but to raise that score up, you can pay it off multiple times in the month. And the credit bureau doesn't take the, oh. the at the end of the month is when they take their pull. So if you ran that thing up or whatever, and at the end of the month you didn't pay it off or you paid off the minimum, and it was like eighteen hundred right. bucks you spent on it, and it was a two thousand dollar limit, they're gonna look at that and be like, "Yo, homeboy here is running that card up really high, and he's not paying off the full amount. We're gonna deduct some points mm-hmm. here." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So be mindful. Pay it, be, pay it. You can pay it off in two or three payments in a month, and then you'll get a better score because it shows them they go, "Hey." Chase here, he's taking an issue. He paid off three times this month and it's at zero. Mm, Good job, Brock. We'll give you some points up. Interesting. There's one. Okay. But interesting, very cool. What we all do, photo, video, design, whatever, in a creative space, you can pivot. You don't have to do one thing forever. And I think it's interesting because my parents, for example, that's all they've been taught. Mm. And that's all the generation that I want to probably say is like 35-ish and above Mm -hmm. probably thinks that like, yo, you know, I remember vividly, I went to Cal Poly Slow for um, with the beginning thing when you're a freshman or whatever. I was trying orientation. to get into orientation, tried to get into Cal Poly Slow, didn't get in. But I remember the <laughs> dean stands up and he goes, hey, listen, we're like 17. He is all of you guys must find and know your major and career path by the time you enroll as a freshman and you cannot whoa. change it. And I was like, whoa, whoa, back up, mom. So if I'm a, if I say bio right now, that's it. That's crazy. And you can't change it. And that is the stupidest fucking thing that's, in the whole world. And it's like a huge absolutely. problem. Huge problem because one, you're not, br- we should be able to fucking innovate and yeah. change. People change. Right. I'm not the same person I was when I was 21. Totally. You know, and I think that that is an idea that a lot of people have, especially people that go to college and they go the traditional route of like, oh, I'm going to be a finance guy. I must get mm-hmm. out, must do this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not teaching you to think bigger. It's not teaching you that it is okay to pivot. It is okay to change because Absolutely. we as people change. Totally. I think it's a very important thing. People got to I'm about to pivot. I'm going to stop shooting concerts and just become a travel influencer. There you go. There it is. Rack it up, baby. Come on. Let's I'm do saying that. it now. Um, and when you travel, you develop a lot of stories. I was like, hell yeah, come on. Dude, Chase is crushing it with <laughs> God, these fucking segues. On. But yeah, you got to develop your story, right? So mm. we talked, we just had Skylar on. He told us that he, his story was everything for him for getting jobs in the beginning. Like he lived in his car. He was trying to make photo, like do photography out of his car. Four months, he fucking did that. And then people started hiring him because they're like, dude, we talked to you. It was crazy. Your story was nuts. We just want to give you a shot. And then he was awesome. So now he has all this crazy work. It's really important to get your story out there. I would also say that something that most people would look at as a negative, he turned into a positive. Totally. And so like whatever your living situation is or whatever your yeah, whatever your current situation is at the moment, like lean into that and don't be afraid to share your story because mm-hmm. it'll it'll get you work and it'll tr- like build trust with your audience. People what, appreciate that vulnerability. They do. When I moved out here from uh, Minnesota, I like would tell people, hey, I'm from Minnesota. I just like drove out here. I don't really know what I'm doing. A lot of like people that were like from the Midwest or like transplants, that, like had companies and stuff right out here would hire me because they were like, oh, this is Midwest kid, let's give him a shot, which is really nice. Um, so your story is really important. Number eight is follow a successful model. And the thing is, guys, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to be crazy unique. Mm-hmm. There's a book called Steal Like an Artist. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest tips that it gives in the book is to not reinvent the wheel. Find a couple people that 
are doing what you want to do successfully and and pull a few things from yeah, them. Totally. It's totally okay to be inspired by others. Try not to take too much from one set one person, person because then it the lines get blurred don't, between feeling inspired and, and copying. Don't be that Russian J. Alvarez guy that just recreates all <laughs> these photos. They got his same tats. Yeah, yeah. That is insane. But Sus. it's so important. Like, yeah, that, that same director guy that I was talking about earlier was talking about how he's in his film school in Germany, which is like really renowned. He said the guy just said, just copy films. He said, find stuff you like, find stuff you like, and take like a few shots from each of them and put them into your own ad or your own short form thing or movie, whatever, and just make a conglomerate of stuff you like. And then because that's your taste, all of a sudden you have your own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Really important. A really bad example of copying someone or imitating someone is when Sam Colder was making his travel films and was like oh, on top. Yeah. He had his name come up like Sam Colder and it was in brushstroke and it squiggled. Mm. And every single travel video you would see yep. w- would have the kid's name yep. in a brushstroke, yep. slightly different thing, and it would wiggle. Yep. And you'd be like, dude, you're just blatantly copying yep. Sam Colder. So don't do that. Same kind of music, everything, yeah. dude. The Zoom transition. The Zoom transitions. Ugh. Come up with your elevator pitch. I think it's really important. I think a lot of people say, make an elevator pitch, have an elevator pitch. And like no one tells you how, right? But why would you need an elevator pitch? When does it come into play? I mean, play? The, the name comes from literally if you are in hey, an elevator. Hey, I'm Braden. Chase, nice to meet you. What and do you then, do? Oh, see, and then I tell him Bang. one sentence what I do because he only got four floors left on this elevator ride with me, right? And he's the CEO of Apple and I want to tell him because I want to work with him, right? Oh, Steve Jobs. I'm Steve. Steve Jobs, yeah. yeah oh, no, Steve Tim Jobs. Cook. Yeah. I'm Tim. Oh, right, sure. Whatever. Um, the ghost of Steve Jobs. Great guy. Rest in peace. So... It, that's where the name comes from, elevator pitch. Sometimes you only have a second. You meet Casey and I said, you're not going to tell him for an hour. What do you do? So I came up with a little formula today. First, give them I am and a personality trait. So like for me, I am easygoing, let's say. And then your title, what you want to be known as in terms of like, say for this, content creation. So I would say I am an easygoing, short form commercial director. And then give three marketable skills like that you use or like specialize in in that field. So I'd say specializing in cinematography, like visual storytelling and flying drones. And then I would say three interests. So it's one, which my interest would be nature. I'm interested in nature. I'm interested in cars and I'm interested in music, right? And those kind of things, if you pair those with your marketable skills, all of a sudden you have a way to make money in your personal brand. So it's, I am personality trait, your title, three skills, and three interests. I think that's a really important way to make them uh, like your formula, your elevator pitch. Two things. One, you're always going to meet someone out. Hey, what's going on? Nice Mm -hmm. to meet you at a bar, whatever it may be. Oh, what do you do? Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes you'll hear people be like, ah, like I do this and I do this and they're not really that that confident about it Mm -hmm. or say, hey, I'm a photographer. Oh, what kind of stuff do you shoot? Well, I shoot this. this." Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not really sure. If you have that elevator pitch, it just makes you sound a lot more confident. Mm -hmm. And if you have that figured out, it's a great thing to include in your about section on your website. The last one, last but not least, you got to get involved in your community. And the way I would do Mm -hmm. that, the way I did that is by commenting back to people on their I'd go to random creators who I liked and who I wanted to be like I'd find the people commenting that they usually didn't comment back to and I would make myself a part of the I would add value to whatever mm-hmm. they asked I wouldn't be like oh come check out be figgy's page I'm sick no whatever they asked <laughs> if it was sick if it was a question I was giving them an answer to said question they'd be like who the fuck is this guy right. why is he commenting is it a bot I'm like and then hopefully if they dm me and say yo is this a bot I'd be like no what's up yeah. I'm Braden. How you doing? Super nice to meet you. And they're like, wait, what's going on here? And it's just, I'm just trying to lend a helping hand, dude, to another creative. I just, I'm 
just middle of the pack, you know, right. just getting started in this whole thing, trying to build community and just talk to cool people. So blah, blah, blah. Not only like responding to comments of people who kind of fall within your same niche, but like you want to be known within your niche and your community by other creators. You know what oh, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the amount of times that we've gotten work based off of other creators knowing what we do and building that network is huge because you never know where a job's going to come from. And not only do you want to get involved in the community on like social, but like having other creators know what you do. And if they get reached out to for a job, let's say they don't know how to fly a drone mm-hmm. and you're the drone guy. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, hey, I can't do that, but I know a guy who can. Absolutely. So yeah, it all comes back to our last tip, which is being a good person, like being nice to the people in your community and they'll want to just throw you a job. Like, oh, I can't show up to this thing. It's a thousand bucks for the day. Go nuts. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Being a good person just goes such a long way. It goes way. a long way. Even as you, all of you that are listening, get better, you get bigger. You know, you always got to remember that you were once a little rock. Mm -hmm. You were once a little rock. You once had a question about said thing. So when a kid DMs you and it seems like a really fucking stupid question of, hey, what camera should I get? I don't know, dude. Fucking Google it. Right. Maybe take five seconds and say, hey, check out the Sony a6000, Sony a6400, a6500, whatever. You know, and that that little interaction is going to be positive for the whole. It's going to trickle down to like everybody. It might seem like it's just between you and Billy, but it's not just between you and Billy, because if he goes up and gets big right. when a girl asks him a question he's mm-hmm. gonna be like i don't know fucking google it right. and it ruins the whole thing you, even though that's right. a really funny response to that question yeah but like you know what i mean yeah. though it really it, it's a lot bigger than just the a b that you think it is totally. it is a whole thing it is the it impacts the whole community in my if opinion. you're nice to billy he'll be nice to tammy he'll yep. be nice to see trickles exactly. down yeah Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is where we're going to wrap up this episode of the 505 Pod. And if you haven't, please take a screenshot, lob it up on the story, leave a rating for the team, and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace.